This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 643, comic reviews for the week of Wednesday, January the 9th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is episode 643. It's our comic reviews episode for releases from the week of Wednesday, January the 9th. Uh, coming to you all the way from 10 days after that on January the 19th. Uh, so let's jump right in because uh, I don't have, a, unfortunately, a lot of recording time available to me today. And uh, I, you know, we're talking about comics that have already come out 10 days ago. So um, probably this will be our, our last gasp to talk about these releases. So first, I always like to kind of... Sp- trying to spotlight on other books that did come out that I did not get a chance to read as of yet. Uh, those books include um, Adventures of the Super Sons number 6, Batman Kings of Fear number 6, Captain Marvel number 1, Deathstroke, Domino, Green Arrow, Iceman, Justice League, Man Without Fear, Martian Manhunter, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, Nightwing, Spider-Gwen, Ghost Spider, Star Wars, Age of the Republic, Django Fett, Star Wars, Suicide Squad, Black Files, The Black Order, The Green Lantern, The Punisher, The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, Thor, War of Venom, Venom Unleashed, sorry, Web of Venom, Venom Unleashed, X-23, and Young Justice. So what did I get a chance to read from January the 9th? Well, first up, we have none other than Batman. This is issue number 62. Uh, This is kind of a weird one. So I hope you're ready for weird, Uh, especially because of where we kind of left off last issue. It's just not anywhere anything like this issue. Um... This is this was just kind of you know crazy bonkers all the way through. Um, it's it's a very different book. Uh, this is what Nightmares Part Two. Uh, Tom King writing it, artwork by uh, Mitch Mitch Gerads or Gerads. Um, it's kind of a weird fever dream of a comic. Um, just the artwork is what it's just it's very it's kind of abstract at times the colors are very kind of different and garish um i think it you know it, it just feels like a fever dream in a lot of ways i think that was kind of an apt description um in terms of uh the artwork everything's a little off like even just seeing batman you know he's upside down and his costume kind of looks like green that being said i'm red green colorblind so who knows what i'm actually looking at um but you know it's definitely an interesting idea of you know batman having to kind of take a minute get his bearings open his eyes, figure out what's going on with him, you know, try to, you know, push through so he can, you know, defeat the enemy who's, uh, was it Professor Pig or whatever? Um, it's, you know, it's a very fast-paced issue in that respect. Uh, again, very intimate, messed up, uh, in- interesting. And it feels, again, like there's just so much going through Batman's mind, and this is kind of his his mind almost kind of, like, throwing it up everywhere and trying to figure out where he is and how to get out and uh yeah no this is this is a, a very interesting issue very crazy and we're excited to see where we go from here so this was nightmares part two lost um i'm gonna, I'm gonna give it an eight you know it was it was good it was it was crazy it was weird I wasn't always sure what was going on but it was still an entertaining read all the way through now is it you know going to prove to be that um important from a plot perspective perhaps not but it definitely was an entertaining ride, nonetheless. Uh, next up is Avengers 12, uh, which is, again, all about entertaining rides. Uh, this is The Agents of Wakanda by Jason Aaron, Ed McGinnis, and Corey Smith. You get to see Ed, Ed Jar- Edwin Jarvis here. And Jarvis does feel like a character that has been slowly kind of reduced in stature and in importance. And we've seen so many different 
you know, when they were in the mansion, it kind of made more sense. But then once they were out of the mansion, you had like Avengers Tower and all these other places. And once the movies came along and really redefined the role of anything called Jarvis because they had the Jarvis AI. And it's kind of this weird holdover that we still have Jarvis the man who, again, has not been utilized that well. Mark Wade definitely tried to kind of bring the focus back on him by having him bond with Nadia, which I liked. And, uh, you know, Jason Aaron's at least tried to bring him in a little bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting just, you know, to, to still have Jarvis around, but at the same time have it not make a lot of sense that he's there. Uh, this is Black Panther putting together his own kind of crack squad as agents of Wakanda to kind of be, um, you know, the the, the team that is the support staff for the Avengers and kind of does other things. And you have um, Akoye is the director of the team. You have uh, Kazar doing things that, you know, a little bit, you know, kind of crazy, the idea that he can just go to Atlantis, not wear any, you know, special gear, but he's just, you know, uh, just a just a guy jumping out of a, you know, a flying car into the water. And, uh, you know, it's kind of crazy, but it's kind of that balls-to-the-wall craziness that kind of works. We have Brew being transplanted over here from... Uh, wherever he's been and kind of stuck because he feels like a character that Jason Aaron has a lot of affection for and not many other people know how to write him or know are scared of writing him the wrong way and so he just kind of hasn't been around even though I would I would imagine he's kind of a fan favorite uh, Morbius is here which is again kind of crazy as well I got John Jameson as uh, the man wolf also another agent of Wakanda there's a lot of kind of crazy weird stuff happening here uh, but it is enjoyable it's you know, over the top, balls to the walls ideas. You know, it's kind of Jason Aaron's not. He's just kind of throwing it all and saying, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna try something big. I'm gonna go bold. I'm not gonna ever be described as someone who didn't take chances and and didn't you know try to do other things." And that's kind of thrilling to read as you're going through. That you know, someone feeling fearless. That's kind of what it was like reading anything with Jonathan Hickman. That you felt like you were reading something where the guy was just like, "I have a vision of something I'm going to do. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be messed up. It's going to be messy. But when we get to the end, it's going to be brilliant." And that's a lot of what his Avengers felt like. His Fantastic Four actually felt crazy, but also much more methodical. Like he had an endpoint. Like once it all kind of all the stars aligned and everything kind of came together, you realized, holy shit, there was a, there was always a design. Not that his Avengers and New Avengers didn't have that, but not to the degree of his Fantastic Four. Uh, his Secret Warriors was, you know, this, this amazing Nick Fury story that if, if you read the first couple issues, you would not have realized that this would be one of the best Nick Fury stories of all time. At least, well, in my estimation, that may not be something, uh, uh, a belief held by many. Anyway, to get back to this issue... Um, it's it's fun. It's big and it's bold. I'm excited to see Blade uh, kind of jumping onto a you know kind of a, a larger stage. Uh, this was this was great. I'm, again, I'm gonna be very boring in my in my ratings, but uh, I give this a very solid eight. It was very good. Uh, next up, we have Uncanny X Men. This is issue number nine. Uh, this was, I guess, the, the ninth of the ten-part disassembled storyline by Matthew Rosenberg, Kelly Thompson, and Ed Brisson. Uh, artwork by Yildare Sinar. Uh, love the art. Um, actually, I thought it was very effective for all the you know kind of crazy stuff that happens in this issue. Um, do I love the issue? No. Um, I like the ending. I, I I just felt like there wasn't enough plot in a lot of ways. Like you have a lot of characters, but it's really just you know fight sequences and you know Jean Grey you know summoning all these X characters to assist with this big battle against, you know, this X-Man Legion hybrid, which is a cool concept, but 
it just it feels like they're just kind of going back and forth, back and forth in the same 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 cycle. It doesn't feel like it's really treading new ground, um, considering how many issues we've had. Whereas, you know, again, I hate to like, you know comparisons, but if you compare it to No Surrender, which was you know also a weekly storyline uh, over in the Avengers books, which was I think it was I can't remember how many issues it was. It was I believe it was longer than ten, but um, they packed so many characters and story beats. But it felt like there was a lot of characterization. You got quiet moments. You got you know, bigger moments, and it just felt like it was more spread out, and it felt like there was a lot of different things that still needed to happen. Whereas this just feels like it's kind of the same fight happening over and over and over again, and it's getting a little repetitive. The art look, artwork looks great. Um, the story is just a little tepid at this point. Uh, I'm gonna give it a uh, oof, probably a seven point five. No, that seems too high. I'm just kind of going back and forth. I'm gonna give it a six. Um, I'm just trying to think. Uh, again, I my, my my metrics are very kind of weird in that you know I, I kind of strip it down to the, its parts and then I you know kind of give a an, an art rating and a story rating. So like art, I'd say it's probably like a four. But story, I don't think it's quite a two, two and a half. Kind of again, it's kind of halfway. But I feel like giving it a three for story ends up giving it a seven, and I feel like that's too high for me. So I'm gonna give it a six point five. I really struggled on that one. Sorry, everybody. Uh, that was more, more deliberation than was probably necessary. And last but not least, uh, Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man. So I'm not going in the alphabetical order because apparently I completely forgot that I put this at the, the bottom of my list. Um, you have Mother of Exiles Part 1 by Tom Taylor and Juan Cabal. Um, there's been a, a lot of people kind of writing how this definitely feels like the Matt Fraction Hawkeye version of Spider-Man. Uh, in terms of, you know, it's kind of people living around Peter and Peter kind of helping out around his building and that does have certain service similarities with Fraction's uh, Hawkeye run, but in a very Spider-Man way. Um, so actually, I, I quite like the beginning of this, and and uh, the, you know the, the the backstory as well was actually pretty good too. And uh, yeah, it just definitely feels like there's a lot going on. And uh, yeah, no, I, I thought this was really good. I, I thought it was a really good debut and um, interesting choice to kind of have two kind of separate stories in this way. Um, to kind of have so much more content, but uh, yeah, this was good. And the, the second story, um, you know, it's it's different. It's uh, trying to find. It's by Tom Taylor, but the artwork by instead Marcello Ferreira. Um, and again, I, I think Taylor has a pretty good handle on things. Just by reading this issue, I'm pretty sure that this is going to be an enjoyable book. And again, I like that it's kind of got lower stakes. Well, I mean, it probably won't end up staying that way for long, but. Uh, thus far, you know, it kind of feels more intimate. Uh, it feels like it's the neighborhood Spider-Man, and I kind of like that. Um, so I'm excited to kind of see where we go from here. And the art is different. It's not your, you know, your kind of typical superhero art in, in certain instances. So I'll give that eight out of ten as well because I am boring and consistent. Uh, looking forward to next week's releases, and by next week I mean books that already came out three days ago. Um, some of the highlights include Amazing Spider-Man, as, Gar- as Guardians of the Galaxy, Black Panther, Black Widow, Catwoman, Conan the Barbarian. I'm already behind, but I'm excited to read it. Detective Comics, Electric Warriors, uh, Fantastic Four, Six, the Director's Cut. Um, or sorry, Fantastic Four, Six. I, 
I don't know why I said director's cut. I think it came out as well. Uh, Invaders, Ironheart, Justice League Dark, Marvel Comics Presents, uh, Red Hood Outlaw, Return of, Spy- of Wolverine, sorry, Spider-Man Deadpool, Star Wars Age of the Republic Special, Suicide Squad, Supergirl, The Batman Who Laughs, The Flash, Titans, Uncanny X-Men, Venom, Wonder Woman, uh, as well as Jessica Jones, Purple Daughter, uh, number one, and Superman number seven. So some good stuff uh, coming out, and uh, we'll be talking about that shortly. Uh, actually, very shortly. I'm sure that you know, in my scramble to get caught up, you'll probably get episodes um, today. Well, I'm recording this on the Saturday. It'll probably come out on the Sunday. There'll probably be an episode I put out on the Monday and then the Tuesday, uh, in theory. And then uh, in upcoming episodes, um, uh, well, we've got Kelly Thompson coming back shortly. We have... Um, Tim Riley coming back to the show to talk about uh, the Thor Heroes Return on the bus, uh, at least for a part one episode. Um, we're going to, in the, sometime in February, we'll have Judd Winnick back on the show. Uh, we're working on a, a few different um, people that I'm really excited to have back or have on for the first time. Kelly Thompson, as I think I said I already mentioned, but she's coming back. Uh, we also have um, Alex Irvine coming on to talk. Uh, but a bunch of stuff that'll be coming up soon. So some uh, good content that I'm really excited to share. You can email the show as always at comicshenanigans at gmail.com. Like the show on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks again, and we will catch you next time. Bye-bye.